Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm Pastor David here with Pastor Bob and Katura again joining us, a special guest. Thanks for coming again, Katura. Hey, I had so much fun the last time. All right. Well, good. We all had fun. Um, today we're talking about something we you did. guys. <laughs> we're talking about something you guys know well. Parenting. No well. I'm learning. I don't know anything really. So I'm here to learn as well from you guys. Because you have each raised four children. That's amazing. Everyone see those four fingers. The people no, no, that, no. Ra- all raising, people that are one of us has raised four oh, children. Okay. One of us is in the process. Oh, that's right. And I actually season. know one of his children. So <laughs> yeah, a little um, bit. Yeah. We didn't say raised well, but raised four. <laughs> raised four. <laughs> Listen, I, I want to go on record that the last time we did a podcast, you did not use any movie references. Oh. And so I was uh, fairly offended by that. So I want to ask your forgiveness. And I want to ask you to do a podcast movie reference about this right now, just to get it out of the way. So I don't add to my... About parenting? Yeah. When I grow up, I want to have a hundred kids so I can have a hundred friends, and no one can say no to being my friend. That's Office. Not really a movie, but that's The Office. The Office. Yeah, yeah. Is that good enough? Is that that cover? Why why are you the way you are? (laughs) Yeah. I hate hate so much about the things you choose to be. Has anyone ever? That's something that you say to kids. That's something you say to little kids a lot, right? Like, why are you the way that you are? Okay, I this is our first so lesson much. of parenting. <laughs> what not to say to your yeah, children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to help you here since yeah. you're raising up two of my granddaughters. It's actually yeah. a podcast on raising the strong-willed oh, yes. chi- willed child. Strong strong-willed child. Strong-willed child. Will child. Oh, yes. No. Yeah, you guys have had a few strong-willed children. Four. Yeah. How about you? How many? Is there that many of them? <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> yes, <Well>, four. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to do this was my idea Wait, because we call them leaders, though. Oh yeah, so. we don't call them jerks. Oh, we call yeah, them leaders. Yeah. Leaders. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I my hope for this podcast was just that I could pick up some lessons and maybe people listening could get some ideas of what to do, what not to do, maybe even what God would say to do. Since this is a, a spiritual podcast, I don't know. You guys could throw it in. Um, but I just wanted to kick off the discussion and maybe ask you guys, what's the best thing about being a parent? Start in the positive, you know, I thought that would be a good, good well, place. Well, it's been too long for me, so I'm going to yeah. defer to Katura, yeah. who's in the middle of in parenting. In the middle of it. Um, the best part of being a parent, mm-hmm. well, for me right now is my kids are great. Like they're mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I'm yeah. having a lot of fun with them. Um, mm-hmm. To see a part of you and your husband inside a person, um, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's a yeah. lot of fun. So mm-hmm. I think for me, just the um, sheer entertainment of parenting mm-hmm. is great. There's never a dull moment in our house, ever. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> never, ever. Ever. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> Dang or not. Yeah. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I would say um, the best part of being a parent for me is um, my children's spouses Amen. wouldn't you agree Amen. wouldn't yes. you two agree to that <laughs> i i agree to that yeah. right yeah. you see and uh yeah there it's it is fun the people you get to meet because of your children hmm. and you know but also on a serious note uh seeing them grow up to you know be responsible people and uh you know love the lord and walk try to walk with him at some 
point in time and mm-hmm. um you know and just um knowing them as like good people in the earth mm-hmm. that are trying to like do god's will that's yeah. all like that's a very fulfilling thing as a parent i mean just it's yeah. uh, it gives you uh, uh satisfaction yeah you know uh you know i mean you can go yeah I f- i'm proud of you yeah that but it's it's more like a satisfaction it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah that's a good thing yeah. That's yeah they're doing they're doing well uh doesn't mean they're perfect uh, as you both would know mm-hmm. firsthand right yeah. <laughs> but and thank god their lives are redeemed because of your lives mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah but, I, was, uh, I was telling don last night isn't it a weird idea that every time you have a kid you bring an immortal life into the world a wow. life a life that will never end like wow. that that soul is gonna live forever it's a very meaningful thing. Like it I just, is. I thought about it and I was like, wow, I guess we should have kids. I, I guess it's a good, good <laughs> idea. Like, um, you know, I guess it's something that is a good thing to do because it does have that actual eternal weight to it. Um, and it's amazing. Like you said, how much like you, you're able to influence and form your kids. If you're a relatively, you have relatively good intentions, that's a cool thing, you know, yeah. and you can, um, you can guide them and, um, it's such a meaningful thing. And, um, there's a lot of people I think that can fill roles within the church. Like you'd be like, Oh yeah, like I'm a pastor. Like, okay. Well, you know, someone could replace me as a pastor. Right. Oh, I'm a, I'm a teacher. Somebody could probably teach better than me or at least as well as me. Right. Oh, I could do this. Well, someone could do that as well, but nobody can be my kid's dad except yeah. me. You know, nobody could be hopefully my wife's husband, except me. (laughs) (laughs) So these are these areas that you like, they're so important. You know, I was just thinking about that, that it's such like an honor for God to like lease his kids to you. (laughs) <laughs> like lend his kids to you. You do have to pay, so it's a lease. You know, yeah. Well, you do have to pay money, so it is. It is kind of a you don't. A lease, you, know? um, you pay every penny you have. Yeah, no. I think it's it's such a cool thing. If anybody's listening and you know thinking about having kids, there there is a an incredible uh, meaning to it and worth worth to that. You know. Yeah. Um, Especially if they have a good mom. Yeah, that's essential. Like I think, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I always say the species would be dead if there were only men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just be they biologically, could, yes. Well, biologically, <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. Although we're not so sure nowadays. But that's a different story. That's another podcast someday. Yes. But but the someday uh, if we're some, if we're brave enough, yes, that's another one. Yes, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, I think actually moms have such a special anointing on them, like. You know, I'm going to talk to some of the guys out there. You want to find a wife that's a good wife that mm-hmm. loves the Lord and that, you know, uh, has that in her to raise children to love the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yeah. be steadfast. Because I think a mom is like probably like 95% of raising the kids. <laughs> keeping them alive. At least keep keeping them alive. Keep you know? them alive most <laughs> of the time. <laughs> Yeah, the father, I think, sort of supposed to give them like their direction, identity to some degree, but the mom's also doing that, plus so many other, so many other roles. So many, yeah. You're right? But um, how about we we go a different direction and just ask, what's the biggest challenge you face or have faced as a parent? What would you think, Katara? Maybe it's like a big challenge you've had. Biggest challenge. And we know your kids are great, so now you can bag know, on them. Are, we'll just say a disclaimer. They are great. I am also one of those parents, though, that if there's something going on, I'm not gonna. I see it, you know, mm-hmm. um, sheer exhaustion is the biggest challenge of parenting. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeplessness. 
sleeplessness. Uh, no. Um, the biggest challenge. Yeah, for us guys, it's too much sleep. Yes, no. I know. Yeah, Maybe you. There's so many, so many stories. I like, get up a lot. Let me testify of some other stuff here. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, the biggest challenge is just fully releasing your kids back to God hmm. as a parent because we worry about them and we try to control them. We try to control what they do, what they choose, what they, uh, how they act. Um, but just, just releasing them like, okay, Lord, they're yours. You tell me how to give them direction. You show me how to discipline them when they need it. Cause they do, um, like we all do. And just being able to say they're your kids first, I'm taking care of them. Um, and that's, you know, that's the good spiritual answer. Yeah. Um, one of my kids told me to shut up the other day, <laughs> literally the other day told me to shut up. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was slap, don't punch, <laughs> slap, don't punch. <laughs> so self-control CPS is at the door. <laughs> yeah. Self-control is also, um, a challenge to just mm-hmm. control yourself as an adult and as a parent and, mm-hmm. uh, show them how to respond in situations. Mm-hmm. Cause man, they're kids and they make a lot of mistakes and, they mess up and yeah, I think we expect them to be perfect, but they're not. Yeah. They say some <laughs> BS to us. Oh yeah. You're like, I don't want to hear that from you. <laughs> I just like laid down my last years of my life for you. And you're saying that, you know, <laughs> So, but then like sometimes I'll be like, Lainey said this to me today and Don's like, well, she's a kid. Like, get over it you know <laughs> yeah that's true she is a little kid like she's a baby <laughs> I, should, I should have more perspective than that you know but we get sucked into the motion into the moment and like you said we you know it's it's tiring and well i think there's challenges <laughs> that happen along the way that change yeah. with them mm-hmm. and that is um i think when they're younger like mm-hmm. laney and avila are they you know i mean they're your at at that stage in their life, your your parent, the parents are actually God to those kids. They provide everything. They do everything for them. They come to them for everything. And and I think uh, one of the challenges is as they grow up to get get out of the way and let them see God, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 uh, experience Him themselves. Um, and you know, then of course, because they're going through their crazy years, then teenagers, mm-hmm. which is like I don't know what that is. It's like a mental thing. I think. It, <laughs> My my theory is is that they actually convert brain you know brain cells into hormones at that point, <laughs> and so they're brain dead. <laughs> but but then they actually, and so none of you have experienced this yet. But then all of a sudden, your children are gone, like they're older and they leave, and it's a wonderful day. No, <laughs> it's like oh wait 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 oh yeah I was so sad. But <laughs> no, but um, but the reality of when they when they do because that's what you're doing is you're maturing them not to leave your life. Cause I, you know, my children are all in my life still, mm-hmm. which I'm thankful for, but, um, but they have to, um, they have to live their life and how not to, uh, resist the effort that that same person that you babied all along the way that you were God to for all intent and purposes. And then you were there instructor, you know, directing them, guiding them, but giving them, you know, letting them flap their wings a little and figure it out and suffer the consequences Mm -hmm. of that. But all of a sudden there's that next stage where they're, I mean, I mean, they're your kid still or your child or your adult 
child, but you really can't uh, try to influence them um, like you used to. Mm. It's not, I mean, you will influence them, I believe, if you have a relationship with them, but I believe they can't, they cannot be that overt trying to influence them or mm -hmm. direct them. And that's a tough thing. I actually think being the male chauvinist pig I am, that for a woman, it's much harder for that to happen because they care and nurture a child for so many years. Um, guys, you know, a lot of us working out of the house and, you know, yes, you're, if you're a good father, you're praying with them, you're caring for their lives, you're loving on them, you're spending time with them, but there's a close, a different kind of closeness with the mom, I believe. And that, um, it's, I think it's a little more struggle for a mom to just, okay, now they're, like I said, you will each experience that sometime in the future where now they're making a life of their own and you've done everything, you've provided everything you can provide. Now it's their time yeah. to do what they must do before the Lord. That is a, those stages are different what, <laughs> they're interesting what, <laughs> what advice would you give somebody that's in that that state that you mentioned mm -hmm. that has older kids that have left the house and they're making their own they're starting their own life mm -hmm. what's maybe some advice you'd, you'd give them um i and it's the toughest thing is to keep your hands off where you don't try to influence everything they're doing saying how they're you know things they're engaging in just not um you know not being, like I said, an overt person. Right now, I mean, for many years now, because all of my children are now older, right? They've all yeah. been out of the house for, you know, 15, 20, you know, years, a long time. Um, the relationship I have with them is they, uh, I usually wait for them to come to me if they want some advice or some counsel. I don't mm go chasing them down. There are occasions where I will treat them just like I would treat any brother or sister mm -hmm. in the Lord and come and say, hey, I, a warning or whatever, or hey, I have this concern. But hey, you know, uh, Keturah's been our family for a long time and you, you don't see me doing that very often, do you? It's Never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think probably a, four times you've come and ever, yeah. brought some nugget of Nugget of wisdom. <laughs> Some, yes. Putting this back Some, up straight and narrow. Straight and narrow. <laughs> but I, I believe that, you know, because you, the, the whole deal is just like in Christ, we are raising up people to be mature people, to walk with God. And I believe in life we're doing that too. And the, I think the worst thing you can see in a church and the worst thing you can see in life is uh, someone wanting to be a mommy and a daddy to somebody when you know, they're full grown and they don't need a mommy and a daddy. They need a mother and a father mm -hmm. um, and probably more a friend that walks with them. And, you know, yeah. and, and there's a mutual respect and honor there. I was reading a little bit about this, about the devouring mother figure from mythology <laughs> that will, will hold on to the children Smotherer. and yeah. devour them one by nice. one because she can't bear to let them go. Right. And so that's why I like this guy. Uh, He's more of a male chauvinist pig than I am. I know, well, <laughs> the father just abandoned them. So they can't say anything good back. about the father either. Right. But, um, right. but yeah, we don't want to do that as a church or as an individual. Mm -hmm. You can't just devour people for our own sustenance. You got to let them go, you know, yeah. um, but it can be hard. Um, so I have two little babies and what would you advise me to do in this season? What would be your counsel to me? 
how do I keep my sanity? Is that possible? <laughs> or am I just going to go insane? Because I've actually asked people's advice on this before. Like, hey, what would you, you know, you have a couple little kids, like they're little, they're crying all the time. What, what did you do? I've asked a couple of people that are Christians, you know, how did you handle that season? And probably at least three or four, I think three people I can think of specifically, they said, I don't know. I don't remember that. I went insane. So I'm I'm actually hoping that maybe one of you could give some different counsel. That, I think I know some of help, those people that could help me. So I'm being honest. Like I'm, I'm like maybe that's the only answer. So I don't, maybe I'll throw that. And just you can see. drink heavily, I suppose. Take oh, hard yeah. drugs. I mean, you know, we'll give well, good that advice. Is another option. Like that. Yeah, yeah. People take that option, unfortunately. Yes. But um, I don't wow. know if either of you guys would share anything with me. I would say, David. Just to, you gotta, you gotta just be chill. Like, mm, it's hard. you just gotta be like, it's hard. <laughs> you know what? They're little kids and they're gonna scream and cry and jump off things and mm. split their lip. And that happened um, last week. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's stuff that they're gonna do and there's stuff that they do or say, and you're like, don't mm. look shocked. Don't, don't look shocked. shocked. But just, just to have like a, like a chill, like, hey, it's, it's all right. Like, they're, they're crying like babies cry. I mean, that's mm -hmm. they do. And we've all had them. We've had screamers. You're, your kids oh, just yeah. cry. We've had screamers. No, we, we have one screamer. Now. <laughs> I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. Where it's, um, <laughs> it's just a short stage and to also just enjoy everyone. You say, just enjoy every stage they're in. But it's like, no, you really do. If you do enjoy every stage. <laughs> Terrible advice. No, I'm Terrible. Just <laughs> it's just because you can't no, do I it. I just can't receive it. <laughs> receive this. No, it's I, good advice. Hard to receive. I have a question now, David. I how, do appreciate that. Thank how you. How old were you? you how old were you when your first child was born? Thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-four. Katura, how old were you when my first child was born? Mm -hmm. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. No, I got that wrong. I was thirty-three. Thirty-three. Okay, yeah. Twenty-eight. Mm -hmm. uh, I was. 22 okay right in there and um that made it a lot easier because <laughs> <laughs> i was young and strong and healthy <laughs> what i'm saying is people now. wait now they wait longer to have children and it's all it's a little harder actually because you're you, uh, you get used to, yeah you know that well i disagree with him i totally disagree with him i feel like i was much wiser at 28 than i was at 22 i didn't say you're not wiser i just say physically it's a lot harder because here's the other thing that happens is that you got used to a certain way of life yes right a, you know a, most probably a young guy it's you know that old before he has you know you probably kind of centered on your own life you know absolutely Set right your ways absolutely. Set in your Set ways. ways when you're young narcissistic <laughs> self-preoccupation <laughs> i'm just trying to help you here, <laughs> yeah. i'm, I'm <laughs> translating what you really are saying <laughs> thank you i feel like if we just break you down yeah. far enough yeah. into a powder then you can you know add water yes, and you're okay. yes god <laughs> but but i but actually i do believe that when you're a little when you're older it's a little tougher to um, deal with physically. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you know, mentally, I think you're a lot more prepared. And it's great when you're a grandpa because you can just send them back. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is 
Oh, when Keturah and Sham used to bring the kids over when we lived here up we in. Here we go. Here we go. Would you like me to say what he's going to say yeah, now? Yeah, just no. do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear it from the Bob's mouth. The Bob's right? Okay. So, you know. Not true. They, I've heard this. You know, this every, they would just go. <laughs> just keep saying it's not true. They, the, they would excel in sound and because they're Wilkes, right? They're going to be very quiet, demure, demure little kids. And then... <laughs> And then when they would leave, it was it would be like, like you know, it was like somebody turned. And I, I turned to my wife and I go, "Did we have four children? Like we had four children, didn't we?" And yeah. you know, now you know we're much older, right? And dealing with that, and you're like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "I don't." Also, you had two kids, and then like ten years and two kids. We were smart. We had four kids in five years. Like, <laughs> okay, like, four kids well, in five, five years. I didn't realize it was that quick. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. You guys are brave. Just, yeah. Brave. You should have just had a litter right mm-hmm. in the beginning. Had them all at once and not, Some, you know. Yeah. Your well. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. I will try to chill. Chilling well, is hard for me, but I will chill. try to try There's to probably some more. Also remember, yeah. there's nothing that your kids can do that will not outdo what our chaos was. Mm. So maybe, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Just numbers <laughs> wise. Yeah, numbers yeah. wise. There's always someone that has it worse than you. <laughs> Just remember that. Because you hear stories of people that were like, we have three kids. Let's have one more kid. And then they have like triplets or something. Right. And you're like, yeah, my life's not as bad as that. That's, or they or they just have one more amazing. and he happens to be demon possessed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no. I can't say that. It's okay. no, he's a little blessing. It's okay. A little blessing. Um, but yeah. yes, we all know what you're talking about. Um, all right. Well, we do appreciate that. <laughs> so how would you comfort or would you? How would you comfort a parent who feels like they are failing? Like, man, I'm just failing as a parent. Um, I just don't, you know, I'm not cut out to be a parent. I'm not what this kid needs. I shouldn't be on this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, first thought that came to my mind is like, I'd probably agree with them. <laughs> you probably right. shouldn't be a parent. <laughs> Should have invited nicer people on this podcast. You brought two Wilkes in. I know. Who are raising Wilkes? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is a, this is hardcore yeah. parenting. It's like get over it. <laughs> if people don't understand, just think of the movie Chucky, and then you'll understand what they're dealing with. Oh, we have a movie <laughs> reference. <laughs> or they're what's leaders. That, you know, they're yeah. leaders. Yes. Strong-willed, determined warriors. Are we going like to give him Jesus. any serious answers no. to his questions? He's what was the question? This, man, this man's really. Uh, he's so somebody's like, man, I'm, you know. All right, I'll be the person. All right, no, I can't. I can't <laughs> but like somebody that feels like, man, I'm just failing. I'm not doing. I'm not doing a good job. I'm just really failing as a parent. Like, what would you say to that person? I would tell them first of all to quit saying I'm. Like, that's oh, probably the issue is okay. that you're looking at yourself instead of mm. how you can raise this kid or how this kid needs you. Nice. That'd be my. Okay. That would be my advice. And so you would. And then what? How would they go about changing their view on that? Um, when you're a parent, it, you don't lose your identity, but there is an element of selflessness that you have to have mm-hmm. if you're going to raise um, children correctly because you you are entrusted with them, mm-hmm. so you're stewarding them. So if you're something is you know wrong, and I'm not saying I'm raising perfect children at all or anything like that, um, but I take it pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, these kids are my responsibility, and so I'm going to take care of them. And, um, if there's something that, you know, I'm failing at, 
I'm failing at it. So mm-hmm. I have to look at myself first. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. What do you add anything to that? Pastor Bob, Too father Bob. Things. <laughs> it could be they are failing. Like it, my, I'm like answering my own question. And it's like it's like if you're like, oh, I'm just failing. Like all I do is play video games and I should be spending time with my kids and I'm doing, you know, I'm a workaholic and oh, I'm doing this and that. I'm like, yeah, you, you know, you're failing. <laughs> you need to repent from that because like you said, your kids are more important than that. Like the life you had before is over. Like that's over. Mm-hmm. You chose to die. Like when you chose to give your life to your kids. And I often say in messages, like God gave his own heart because his son was his heart. Mm. And like, I think when you have kids to me, that's also one of the best things about being a parent was like, I felt like my heart grew, you know, mm-hmm. like actually, you know, I think any parent would say this, like you care about your kids more than your own life. But if you're like, man, how I'm just bad at this. I care about myself way more than my kid yeah, that's a problem. Like you should, you know, get counsel from, I mean, it should be loving counsel, but should figure out how to get a hold of that. You probably have some sort of an addiction that's like controlling your mind. If you can't put your kid first, if you're physically unable to do that. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, that's one side of it. But then I also think there's a person that's just really hard on themselves and maybe a perf- perfectionist that they think like, because my kid misbehaves or something, that means I'm a failure. So right. Well, I think, David, that that you you actually, when you become a parent and you actually engage it, um, you're going to learn things about human nature, people, and yourself that you never Mm. would have found out any other way. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care who you are, what you think you, I don't care what books you read (laughs) because you can read, you know, the five, you know, what to expect expect at 4.3 years of age. I love those things. They're great. You know, well, their brain is developing and it's here at this point. It's like, all that's true. How to raise the non anxious child. Yes. I don't know. That's probably a book. That's probably a book that's out there. So I don't don't want to, I don't want to insult. It's okay if you make fun of it. It sounded like a pop I did not expect this. <laughs> I didn't expect this. <laughs> That's your book. Yeah. It's called it's called Really? And get over it. <laughs> called Really? <laughs> and get over it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. But, yeah. but I believe yeah. that you'll you find you'll learn things that you never you never you had a blind spot you would have never seen, you would have never understood, you would have never had to look at yourself. Mm-hmm. In that, uh, you know, under that uh, scrutiny, if you will, like, oh, so I'm tired, I'm upset, and this kid is <laughs> crying uncontrollably, and I have no, and it, it, and I can't just talk sense to it, <laughs> you know, it's oh, just, yeah. it, right now, and now you're dealing with, oh, so, so that's. So what piece of God that passes all <laughs> understanding? What does that mean? You know, for us, if we're going to, you know, if we're going to, you know, have the rubber meet the road here, as, us as Christians, we have these wonderful little sayings that come out of the Bible mm-hmm. and they sound like wonderful little sayings. Yes. And then when you actually try to walk in them, they're harder than all get out. <laughs> it's like, oh, and children will bring that out. They will magnify that to your soul because they're uncontrolled in that area. Most of us, in most human beings, some of us, I, I can't talk for everybody else. No, <laughs> I, can't, I definitely can't talk about me. But yeah, the, you know, some of us uh, can bring those things out in other people. Children do it at a whole nother level. 
Yeah. I was, uh, I was asking God, you know, when we had one kid, I was like, you know, asking about having more kids and how many kids should we have? And like, God, how many kids should we have? And he's like, two questions. How holy do you want to be? (laughs) And how unholy do you want to know yourself to be? Wasn't there a third question? And how quickly do you want this to happen? <laughs> how fast is your car to run away? Yeah, um, that was the other question. But it was it's true what you're saying. I mean, it's like things get pulled out and you're like, wow, I didn't know I was that bad. Like, I yeah. didn't know there was that much in me that was like triggered by this little kid. Like, I can't control my temper <laughs> from some kid. I'm like, I'm a pretty proud SOB over here, you know? <laughs> So I get what you're saying, man. But he, it's but true. when he drags that thing out, I mean, you can deal with it and you can grow yeah. if you choose to deal with it. My wife tells me stories all the time, which I've conveniently totally forgotten and <laughs> call them a lie now. <laughs> but you know, of our children going up and Bob throwing chair across the room, <laughs> like no, you know. So I've overcome the world. <laughs> Bob Wilk became Bob Knight. (laughs) Yes, Bob Knight. Exactly that. Um, You know, and you just do that and you're like, wow, that just came out of me. I just, Uh, wow, (laughs) that's amazing, you know? And God's like, uh huh. It's a bad bad realization. You know, he says, it's like, you really had that really well covered up with your religion. There you go. Yes. There it is. Yes. There it is. <laughs> That's the tweetable, tweetable line. Of the, tweetable. Yeah, your religion doesn't really last with, with people just pressuring you 24-7. <laughs> you ever had yes. an experience with that? Losing my... <laughs> oh, yeah. Composure. For, Composure, for sure. yes. When was the last time I just completely went off the rails? Mm. We were leaving for a 12-hour drive to Arizona, mm. and we weren't even out of the driveway, oh, and I had to pull a kid out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> You left him with the grandparents. <laughs> and did that what was with a him? thought. That was a thought. <laughs> my, yeah. my wife tells a story about your husband. Who's oh, like, okay, yeah, here's get another out of the car. some more some more advice for yes. you. Okay. People really should ask the parents how the child was, how yes. your their spouse was as a child. Yes. Okay. That's I mean that's that's gonna give you some insight to it, how your children are gonna be. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And how how was that son as a child? Wonderful. Let's let's all say our least favorite kid. No, I'm just kidding. That's not that's just a joke. Let's Wait not a do that. Do any of our children listen to these <laughs> podcasts? Because then no. I can be really no. truthful. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. there's something you were talking about kids and being selfless and mm-hmm. all of that, but there is that fine line too, where people go like way overboard and their whole life is about their kids right. and their whole world revolves around their kids. I think probably the greatest advice I could give someone is that your kids add to your family. So you, your, you and your spouse are your family and then those kids add to it and then you become a team and, um, that brings stability alone to your kids. When your kids see parents that love each other mm-hmm. and that care about each other and who don't put the kids before each other, um, that's mm-hmm. great. That's like one of my favorite things right now when we're talking, yeah. my husband and I are talking, here comes a 12 year old or a 15 year old and they just, you know, everything is about them mm-hmm. and they just interrupt and you're like, what are you, what are you doing? We're, Dude. we're talking, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
This is our conversation, so you know, you're not welcome. You're here. not here. <laughs> Come back later, or you can stand there and listen. I don't care. Whatever. It's just, um, I think that's huge for a kid to see that stability. Yeah, that's awesome. That was one of my questions, actually. Is um, how do you keep your marriage strong when you're busy with kids, with with that kid life? Is that worth doing, or or how would you go about? You said it's worth it, and I agree. Now, how how would we go about doing that? Well, I think that, like uh, Katura mentioned earlier, and that is, they we have to add our children to our lives, not let them become our life, Ooh, and that's a that's big, wise. that's a big difference. That's what and I said. That's what she said. When he said it, it sounded. I know. It yeah, sounded wise, way you know? wiser. I'm just kidding. It sounded here, try, wise from you as well. Here, try this out. There you go. When? <laughs> well. See? There yeah. you go. You said it's it as a, more of a sentence. He said it in like a preacher burst. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I, know. Like, I prophesied it. I prophesied it to David. Yeah. Let me prophesy this to you, David. I heard the Lord say. <laughs> the Lord would say unto you this day. <laughs> Get over it. Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> you did prophesy. <laughs> no, that's really good but it's good what katura said that you add your kids to your life you don't make your kids your life yes it's, mm, that's powerful it's, you needed to hear it twice, twice. Okay. well actually i think someone out there listening probably needs to hear that mm. because i think it's probably one of the biggest uh pitfalls that parents run into because uh a child can become an idol very easily uh matter of fact i would say that most do at some point in time. Sometimes because we try to live vicariously through them. Sometimes because we just worship them, <laughs> you know, and they're cute little kids. And we've they're had, so gifted. He's so gifted. Yes. The I mean, no one's well, ever been as smart as right. Well, well remember, kid. they're a giant reflection of you. So, <laughs> oh, oh so wow. if they look bad, you look bad. So there's a lot of pride that goes on with this, right? And you know what's it's so true. great? Father in heaven, he's like. These yayas down there, <laughs> they're my kids. <laughs> they're actually reflecting they're, me. They reflect me. And they're, I'm going to work it over with them. <laughs> so, you know. I will conform them to my image. They're going to definitely get uh, transformed yeah. <laughs> in the process. But I had to show them yeah. a good son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this exactly. is a good son. There was and, one. <laughs> there was one. But I think, um, you know, uh, letting children know along the way that uh, what you said you meant mm. is so important because i believe that that's another thing when you idolize a child um then uh, you're either afraid to tell them what they need to hear mm -hmm. or when you tell them something that they're supposed to do like i'm having a conversation here shut up <laughs> do, are we allowed to say, is that Shush. That ground, is that grounds for like getting arrested? Shush. 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 Shut your mouth. Shush. Shut your mouth. Or how about, you know, Johnny, go pick up the clothes. Johnny. Johnny, go pick up the clothes. Johnny, you must pick up the clothes. Oh, the heck with it. I'll pick it up for you. Mm. It's like, yeah. So there's a lot of things that happen. Um, and I think our father in heaven, you know, he shows us a better way, mm. you know. He means there's, what he says. He means what he says, and there's consequences with mm -hmm. what he says. Yeah. And if we, if we're foolish enough not to um, live that with our children, then mm. they get a lot of over on us because they are like we are in God when we're immature. We're selfish, <laughs> self-motivated. Uh, the best we can expect of ourselves is an enlightened self-interest. Right. You know, like what matters to me, right? I mean, that's a that is a child, and they get they become like uh, masters of it by the time they're teenagers. Mm -hmm. Like 
the whole world revolves around them. Like nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think helping to train them to realize that what you say you meant yeah, and to do what you said, I think it helps them later with God (laughs) a little bit because that, you know, if they're used to like, if I just whine enough or not pay attention enough, I'll get away with what I want to get away with. Uh, that's not going to work in life. Like yeah. that's not going to work with God, number one, and it's not going to work in life. And we see a lot of people now, I use this word very loosely, growing up <laughs> into people who are totally immature. And they, you know, when they should be like men and women, like let's eliminate the religious side of just men and women in life, mm-hmm. taking care of life and business and caring for things and other people stuff that they're even paid for, (laughs) they don't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They don't do it. You you know, and you're just like, okay, (laughs) where'd that all come from? Who, it's just a level of immaturity. Anyway, I went off on a, no, that's great. It it kind of goes with another thought of how to train, how to disciple your kids. And I wanted to get your guys thoughts on that. Like it can be the spiritual side of discipling, but it could also be the practical element Mm -hmm. that you mentioned. What would you to, what would you feel are essential things? in training your kids? Does anything come to mind for you? Or? Um, I think teaching them uh, how to have a good work ethic is huge. Mm. They need to be able to know how to work um, and that everything is not instant. Like I think people in general just don't have the ability to wait on anything anymore. And you, when you were just talking about their faith, uh, we're messing up people's faith right now by just giving them whatever they want when they want it. Yeah, There's no more waiting on anything. There's going to be people who will not, Christians who will not wait on the Lord in yeah. the near, very near future, if not already here now, yeah, um, totally. and not getting your way. Mm-hmm. But if the Lord doesn't answer your prayer the way that he wants you, that you want him to, are you still going to have faith in him? Are you still going to trust him? Yeah. Um, work ethic is huge. Uh, being kind, I mean, just teaching someone how to be kind. That's, Mm -hmm. that's very important. How to treat each other, how to talk to someone. Um, we've always talked to our kids like they're just people. Mm -hmm. We never talked to them like they were babies. And I feel like they really can converse well with adults. I would bear witness to that. They're very good conversationalists. So they like to talk. That's true. (laughs) Well, Roman, not as much, but when you get him going, he's, he's good. Yeah, he's getting going here. He's great. He's yeah. he's a cool guy. You have to come up. To I really time. like Roman. I really like Roman a lot. He's a cool guy. Um, what about you, Bob? Anything on essentials to in training your kids? Well, definitely. Uh, they need to learn. They don't always get everything they want mm-hmm. when they want it, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. And in, and in parallel to that, they should believe for the best. Like, so, you know, if you just drum into a kid, you don't get everything you want every time you want it and leave it there. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a defeatist down, you know, whereas our God is like, hey, look, you can be like my son, Jesus, (laughs) you know, and, you know, I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. I'm calling you to a high place in me. And, uh, and I've, like I said, I've given you, I've given my Holy Spirit to help you with this. Um, so I think that balance of you don't get everything you want when you want it. So it's not instant. And then you throw a tantrum if you don't get it, but 
you need to set your sights on doing great, mm-hmm. being great in God. And I don't mean being great just so that you look good and you you know you feed your pride and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah, there's some of that's going to come along. You have to deal with that, and mm-hmm. you know God peels the onion later, right? <laughs> one, one thing at a time. But but you but uh, uh, but they need to be able to shoot for for the Lord's uh, the most God has for them mm-hmm. and real and believe in faith like I that's who I am, who they are in Christ. And uh, I think that those two really help balance a child when you're uh, bringing him up. Like like I said, I used to always tell Sham he could fly. <laughs> I told him from when he was little, I said, you can fly, trust me on this. You can, you will be able to fly someday. <laughs> so, and, and so, but uh, I think you have to believe, you know, uh, and, and uh, in God. Mm-hmm. Like of what well, you're- that's the key right there. Right, is, of what you're capable, what you're capable of in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him. yeah. Him so. through you, that's, mm-hmm. that's huge. Yeah. I think another thing um, on the spiritual side is, Bob said earlier that when kids are young, you're, you're God to them. You take care of them. You take care mm-hmm. of all their needs. You provide for them. Um, as our kids are getting older, like my, my goal right now is for them to become less dependent on me and more dependent on God. Yeah. For me just to kind of fade into the background and for them to have, you know, Christ and the leading of the Holy Spirit as they, as they become adults and people. And that's... Yeah. That's that would be my prayer for them. Mm. That would be what I Amen. would want for them more than than anything. Amen. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, wow. I think um, just starting small with with little kids. I think just speaking to them about God as someone that they can talk to. And just I, I asked my daughter, like, what did you hear God say? Or yeah. you know, like, is there anything you want to say to God? Like, oh, he'll be sad because he wants you to talk to him. You know, and just like get her to pray. And oh, okay, God wants to hear from me. And um, get her to pray and worship and, um, you know, bringing her to church. I think that's like something that you have to decide as a family, like mm-hmm. is church a priority? Like, are we going to bring our kids there? And mm-hmm. even when they don't feel like it, are we bringing them to fellowship, you know, in some sense? Um, but I always like to speak to just like, let them know unconditional love, you know? And, um, I will say like, I love you no matter what. And I, I choose the words carefully because I don't want to say it doesn't matter what you do. I'll always love you. Because it does right. matter what they do. Mm-hmm. It definitely matters, but no matter what. She's love, definitely picked you know. up on that. Yeah, and they'll say that. She yeah. says that to me. And they'll, and they'll say, <laughs> it's yeah. It's so great. I love, um, I love you're like, it. oh, yeah. thank God. <laughs> <laughs> no, makes you feel really good. <laughs> like, yeah, but I, I, want, I want them to know that they're secure and they can, they can trust us, so they, they can come yeah. to us. But like you said, they're not going to get everything that they want. But no. even if they made a mistake or they, you know, mm-hmm. they sinned even or they're, you know, they're being horrible, I still love them. I still have love for them. (laughs) I think like that's something in in discipleship that's key is just to teach them how to think about God as father and his love, you know, because that's that's the best foundation that that you can have as a kid. Also, David, I think um, sometimes we underestimate kids or we just kind of poo-poo what they're saying or doing. I actually believe a lot of them are actually hearing from the Lord at a very young age. Yes. And I actually believe they see things in the spirit mm-hmm. at a very long, young age. Sometimes mm-hmm. God spirit things, sometimes not God spirit things unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. But they, you know, at a and I think we have to recognize that of our children. Mm-hmm. Like you said, what are you hearing from God? What's he saying to you now? Mm-hmm. And not just be, you know, just you know, just brush it aside. Yeah. Just hear them because what 
what, not if, what, when God is actually speaking to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he, they need to become acquainted with his voice. Mm-hmm. And that you have to, that's him, that's training up a child. That's mm-hmm. how you train up a child. It's not just, you know, they're not going, you know, jumping through hoops. They're actually, tra- you're training them to hear God mm-hmm. because that's the only thing that will sustain them in the, in the long run mm-hmm. and hear him in his word. And, yeah. you know, and also at a very young age, not to be afraid of the spirit of God, that who he actually is and that he's a, he's a friend just mm-hmm. like Jesus. And he's not yeah. some weird mystical thing that you're, <laughs> you know, like he's God yeah. he's, and he's great. And he's, he came here to, you know, help us and guide us and talk with us and tell us about Jesus and tell us about the father and tell us about things that are wondrous in the world mm-hmm. and in the universe, like kids yeah, they hear from God, and we we must uh, become uh, familiar with that when they're when we when we hear it, and not just ignore it. Like, oh, that's nice, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's not a good. Uh, I, I believe, like I say, if you're training up a child or bringing up a child, that's a pretty important Amen. aspect. Yeah, I think it's important that they see. For me, like that, my faith is real and personal to me, mm-hmm. and have times where they'll they'll catch me worshiping or like I'll sing in the car with them mm-hmm. or, you know, if they come out from bed early, like hopefully they'll see me meeting with God or, you know, mm-hmm. they'll t- catch me at other times reading the Bible, not just like times that I have to be at church or mm-hmm. I have to do some ministry. Cause as people that are in ministry too, like I think the danger is that, you know, your kids think that God is the same as ministry or mm-hmm. God is the same as church or the same as religion. But I want my kids to see that I'm in love with God just for God, you know, who knows how good I'll do at that. But that's, that's one of my goals is to like make sure my relationship with the Lord is authentic. Cause then they will see that, you know, yeah. over time they're with you enough. They're going to see, see some of that. I definitely saw that with my mom and my dad growing mm-hmm. up. I was like, wow, okay, this is like real to them. Whether or not I believe it, <laughs> mm-hmm. they believe it, you know, mm-hmm. and I yeah. think that's like a strong testimony. But um, another just question I have um, is what are some of the main lessons you've learned? Just, this is more general, but just things that could help parents listening. Maybe people that are like, okay, I just need counsel or um, in general how to approach this. We, we've had a lot of good good comments so far, but is there anything else that's that's on your mind or your heart at this point that you'd want to share with people? Either one of you? Keturah. Wait, question? <laughs> just, uh, just in general, like some of the, the main lessons you've learned. Uh, some of the main lessons I've learned. I think the biggest lesson I learned, I've learned and I'm continually learning is that, um, I want to be present in my kid's life Mm -hmm. that, and I need to be present with them. I have this like joke with them. Like I'll always put your laundry in the washing machine because I'm going through your dirty laundry. (laughs) So I know what's going on. Like I know what's in your pockets. I know. And that's just a silly (laughs) analogy, but, um, to be in their life, to know who their friends are, to know, you know, what they're watching, what they're mm-hmm. listening to, mm-hmm. um, who they're spending time with. Yeah. And, and if you have, you know, that you, then you have a good relationship with them. I'm not their friend, like, mm-hmm. but I'm their biggest fan. I'll tell you that. That's like good. they're, um, they'll know, they know that I'll be there. And I, I always want them to know that, that mm-hmm. I'll be there for them, you know, yeah. no matter what. So, uh, just being present, like making sure that you know your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. Awesome. 
you have any thoughts, Bob? Is something you learned? That something I learned could help others. <laughs> in yes. long- well, I'm pretty sure it'll help Rose. They since, fold their laundry you know, though. Just to clarify, they put it in the dryer oh, and nice. they fold yes. it. So good for them. Good for them. <laughs> yes. Well, to help Rose behind the you know camera, you know, because someday soon she'll be having babies and oh, you know all that, and just be. <laughs> she's like, I, it's time to cut this <laughs> thing right now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, hmm. I think that it's really important, or the most important thing I've probably learned about kids is that they're not perfect and neither am I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. um, and God is, and he does help us through. Mm-hmm. And, and I also want to talk to, you know, because I know there are people who have children and they're going through, they have some serious things that are going through. They're serious, mm-hmm. either physical, mental, sometimes spiritual situations. And, um, you know, I, I just want to, you know, speak just a hope to you that there's a God in heaven that cares for you and your children. And one thing I've learned along the way and am still in the process of learning is that there's actually still a God in heaven and he's still operating in my kids' lives uh, in amazing ways. <laughs> just amazing. I mean, it's... It, sometimes shocking ways but it's it's amazing um and he doesn't give up on people mm-hmm. and uh yes when you're in the throes of babies and they're just screaming you don't know what's going on you're like oh. and then and they're teenagers and they're just like they lost their mind and you're like oh but uh, or then they're adults and they've lost they continue to lose their mind yeah. and you're like wow does this ever end but the reality is is that god's a faithful god mm-hmm. he yeah. is faithful He's a faithful father. Yeah. And if you, uh, I think uh, what the important thing I've learned in that process is if I can emulate him as best as I can, it's not perfect, but in situations. And when I fail to be able to ask forgiveness and emulate him again, not pull back and go, well, I failed. Because yeah. I believe there's actually people out there who believe they failed with their kids. Mm. And uh, I know the Lord's speaking to you now that, you know, you've taken that on yourself and it's become like a condemnation on your life. And that's not where it needs to end. Mm -hmm. It's not why God, you know, um, is in this with you. It's not why this thing has happened on your life. And especially, like I said, someone going through something maybe very uh, uh, hard physically with the child or, uh, maybe even lost a child in the process and feels um, responsible in some way that God's capable of healing your heart and of uh, putting something in your life that he actually used those children to bring to your life and instill in your life in that process. Yeah, there's not there's not any waste with God. and. Mm-mm. Like we said at the beginning, every child's an immortal soul. And those that have lost children, they are with the Lord. And you're going to be reunited with them. And your heart did expand with love for them. And that that love is true. That love is is not taken from you. And that love can be shared with others. And there's others that need your love and your care and your spiritual parenting and your fostering and your adopting and whatever else you can do. Um, and that love is real and everlasting. So just to confirm you in that. Um, so thank you for joining us. 
and uh, take care of those little rascals. Don't let them, (laughs) don't let them mess with you too bad. See you next time. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.